Can I have your attention? These beaches are officially closing for today. That means absolutely no more swimming. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Michael Kachmar. Welcome, welcome to Lifeguards Off Duty with Dr. Michael Kachmar. Today's date is the uh, it's April the twenty sixth, the year of our Lord twenty twenty three A.D. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We have the crew today. We have uh, Tyler. Hello. It Ty. is hot in here. I, I said that. Yeah, I just put the heat it's up. A little but toast. It, it, you'll be all right. The heat up. It's well, it was freezing rain. in here. It was sixty two degrees. <laughs> so it'll, you know, relax. You'll it's be take your hood off or whatever. And uh, we have Sean. It's Sean. That spring weather. We never know what's going to yes. happen. All right, Sean is here today, and uh, this is our our. Our studio here, so we're we're we got a whole outline today. Um, I like it, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Did you write that? No, I, I did. did not. Nice. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, so I'm Dr. Michael Catchmore, <laughs> board certified reconstructive foot and ankle surgeon. We uh, this is a lifeguard show. We work uh, we work at Seaside Speech Patrol, and uh, we've been working there probably between all of us here. We have probably a hundred years of experience. And uh, you got we, what eighty of them? Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, we're on all our. We're all uh, on all of uh, the platforms. You can look at the uh, video right now if you look on YouTube or Rumble. You can see it. For the people on Spotify, if you want to get a hold of us, it's drcatchmar at icloud.com. Uh, it's I, it's uh, drcatchmar at icloud.com. Do you have it up? Is there here? Is it? I don't even see it up in here in the thing here. There's no. There's it's at the second one. We got oh, there worry. it is. Yeah, di- okay. And uh, uh, you can always give us a shout. And we're How on many o- episodes has that been on that he's now noticing? Yeah, no, I didn't see it there. Anyway, we have a, a great show today. Thank I you for like tuning in. Episodes. And uh, I'm going to shoot you over to Tyler. Tyler could start uh, the uh, the show. Well, um, you close your eyes. Don't look at the page. Okay, I won't look at the page. Flip guys. it over. Flip <laughs> it over. All right, good. I'll, I'll hide I already ca- I cued you guys into this already, but... Uh, what do you think the biggest squid in the ocean is? I don't know what do you mean the biggest squid. What's biggest his name? S- Sam. I knew, I Sam. Knew Sam the squid. Oh, the biggest squid. Yeah. The biggest get squid is Sam. Sam the squid. How do you know that? Because I saw it on. Uh, I was went with the. With, I was watching. What is that? Um, what's that show where they're all all the the kids watch it? Finding Nemo. Spine pain. Yeah. No. No. SpongeBob. Yeah. One of them. They're all. They, Sponge pants. They, yeah. They're all. Yeah. Finding Sponge. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like. I go to. They. They're not in water. They're just walking around. But anyway, <laughs> I know it's big because they attack whales, and there's whales that have like scars on their, on their. Uh, so yeah. The. Uh, yeah. Big. That you know, hundred feet or something like. I mean, just huge. So pr- prior to me finding out about this, I would have said the giant squid, but that's actually wrong. And the squid that you're describing is called the colossal squid. What do they eat? So they eat, well, we'll get to that uh, in a little bit, but um, in comparison to the giant squid, which can grow up to 43 feet and weigh 600 pounds, the colossal squid can weigh over 1,200 pounds and get to over 46 feet. You want to know oh. a, a weird metric of like mental measurement I have? It's... The fifty foot slide that used to be in Breakwater Beach, to the the tall one. It was like a big white slide that when we were little, like was just was there. I don't think it's there anymore. I don't know I if I remember it. That might have been before my time on the island. But either way, that's about fifty feet. So like I just see the fifty foot slide in my head. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, like about that big. Yeah, massive. <laughs> and that's it. That's including its tentacles. But what's one of the unique things about these colossal squid is actually something you pointed out is um, these. It's mostly sperm whales that these scars are seen on. And no other uh, squid in the same family as this colossal squid 
has the same hooks that they have on their arms and tentacles. They use those hooks to catch their prey. Actually, they, the colossal squid, is one of the main animals that sperm whales eat. So when you see sperm whales with those scars on their back, it's their defense wounds wounds from them hunting the colossal squid. The squid don't eat them. So what does the squid eat then? Well, um, it's estimated that the sperm whale's diet consists of 77% colossal squid. Really? Yeah, almost oh, wow. all of... They, but yeah. they only eat normally juvenile ones. They've only found eight adult colossal squids, six of which were remains found in the uh, stomach of a sper- uh, sperm whale. Huh. But, yeah, they wow. all have the beaks and uh, the tentacles of these whales in them. Of, of the squid in them. Yeah, they eat... Uh, Patagonia toothfish. Never heard of that. And what was the other one? And Antarctic toothfish. So here's the Patagonian toothfish right here. I can screen share it. Mm. That's an ugly looking Yeah, fish. they're ugly little creatures. And then the, the uh, Antarctic toothfish is really similar looking. It wasn't even worth like uh, bringing up a picture of. But imagine going to a restaurant on a menu. Do we have the Patagonian toothfish today? <laughs> <laughs> Sauteed in a... I like tomato sauce. <laughs> and would you get would you get a side order of calamari? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of weird. One yeah. eats the other. So, all right. Um, so these these uh, colossal squid they're only found in Antarctic water, the Southern Ocean, where like giant squid they're still rare, but they're found in the Atlantic as well as the Pacific. So these are like incredibly rare. They didn't find the first one until 1925. They uh, they found two of one's arms and part of its head in the stomach of a sperm whale. Wow. Yeah, and in 1981, the first fully intact squid was found when a Russian trawler ran into one off the coast of Antarctica in what is called the Ross Sea. Uh, the largest living recorded specimen was a female, which are thought to be larger than males. It was captured in February '07 by a New Zealand fishing boat as well in the Ross Sea. And it was estimated to be about 10 meters long, and it weighed about 450 kilograms, which is 1,000 pounds and 32 feet long. Well, you know, I want to – the fishermen, you know, these fishing boats, they find a lot of stuff. I, I, I got I to gotta throw this in because this is something – today, right, I had an a, a emergency patient come in. He works on a um, scallop boat. Right, and he most and what they do now they're 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 working up near um, New Bedford, Maine, up, you know, in, uh, Massachusetts, and up that way. Real quick story: the, the they they pull up this stuff, and I said to him, I said, "What do you guys get in your net?" You know, they catch like other crazy fish, and they, they said all kinds of stuff, but they find objects, inanimate objects, right, and like cannonballs and you know stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You'll never guess in a million years what <clears throat> is the most common thing this guy pulls up. Refrigerators. No, 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 no. Well, this is what he said, not how true it is, but uh, you'll never guess who he is. He said high heel shoes, women's shoes. Now I don't know. He says off the off the. Um, uh, I guess where they go is there's the um, ocean liners, the um, cruise ships. Yeah, and I don't know if they're old ones, new ones, but he says there's, there's, there's shoes. I don't. I got to I got to drill down them because I was you know putting a cast on him when he was talking about this because I was asking. Him, I said, "What do you guys find out there? Like in the net? You know, would you ever find any crazy stuff?" And he goes, "Yeah, you know." Women's shoes. I'm like, and I go, where does that come from? I got, I got to drill down on it, but it's interesting. You know, they, they put the finest stuff, but there's a lot of crazy fish that they pull up. So, but let me ask you this before I forget: the 
The whales eat them. Who else eats them? What what other animals? Uh, the sperm eat? whales are their main um, predator. That's it. Yeah. That's about sharks it, don't eat so them. Big. No, not really. Well, actually, the toothfish that I just showed you, they also eat the squids. So it's like a kind really? of a back and forth. Yeah. So when they're the small, t- probably when they're small and when they're injured or sick, they'll like mm-hmm. nibble at their flesh. Uh-huh. So you'll see these squids, they wash up and they have like toothfish marks on them. Huh. Yeah, some other uh, some other quick facts about the colossal squid. Um, their lifespan is unknown. No one knows for how long they live. They have the largest eyes in the animal kingdom, which are about the size of a basketball. So like, Yeah, that I heard. Imagine that an eyeball that yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fully grown squids live at up to 13,000 feet under the ocean. They are a product of deep sea, deep ocean gigantism, which is also called uh, abyssal gigantism. So this is a, this is actually one of the more interesting parts of uh, looking into this. Basically, the argument about this is that you have certain species, and when they make it out to deep waters, they kind of offshoot and become super big, a super big version of. The same species, but uh, closer to like the shallow water. Uh, there's yeah, I see what there's you're a few theories about this. One theory is that it has to do with heat conservation. Larger bodies conserve heat better; they lose less heat to the cold water around them. Mm-hmm. Another is that most animals take sexual maturity as a sign to stop growing. The argument is that the cold water somehow stunts that reaching of sexual maturity mm-hmm. so the body never gets that signal to stop growing until way later that's also why they might get so big uh another one that's a little bit counterintuitive is actually about food scarcity uh the idea is that animals need to swim extreme distances mm-hmm. through water to find scarce food sources and they need a large and powerful body to accomplish that this is something called Kleber's rule. Oh, sorry. We're live. We're live. Again. Um, this is something called Kleber's rule, which states that animals are. Wait, can you? What are you I doing? I don't Keep going. I'm listening. Kleber's rule states that animals that are larger will tend to be more efficient. This can be demonstrated by comparing a whale to a small fish. The whale, with a mass hundreds of times larger than that of the fish, will have a greater metabolism. The smaller surface area to volume ratio gives the whale the advantage of conserving greater energy. With less energy loss to the surroundings through heat, in the deep, food is scarce, with most of the nutrients falling as marine snow, a trickle of organic debris from shallower waters. Thus, food is scarce, so there is an incentive to conserve this energy and to grow larger. Well, that was the idea too. I mean, because I, I mean, when I was studying biology, when I was in, in, in my training, why the dinosaurs and all the animals? Everything was bigger. Remember, we see mm-hmm. like the the giant birds, the sharks were, you know, hundred feet long and all that. That's that whole that whole thing. Things got bigger and uh, better, you know, and then things got smaller. So I thought that was because they thought there was more oxygen back then. Uh, well, he just mentioned why. There's 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 there's, there's, there's uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, environmental pressures, you know, to, to for them to be, you know, bigger and and it's uh, less uh, less energy. It also yeah. has to do with larger animals having the ability to ingest larger prey, well, and, a, and a larger body animal can survive yeah. more um, 
environmental extremities. Uh, but are you either of you familiar with the idea of the island rule? No. Oh, I. If yeah, a little bit, but not like why we could repeat it. What is that? So in 1964, a biologist named Jay Bristol Foster uh, coined what we now know as the island rule, which basically uh, states that due to various reasons, animals that get contained on a small island tend to be tend to grow larger. There's a story about uh, Joe Rogan always talks about like there's these uh, this like island that got cut off by a river in Africa somewhere where the lions grow to like twice the size of regular lions. Mm-hmm. Um, so another biologist named what was his name here? Craig McLean in 2006 tried applying this island rule to the idea of these squid and like just larger ocean animals, this deep ocean gigantism. Um, So what he did was he investigated the gradient from the shallows to the deep sea. His findings, they seem to mirror the framework of terrestrial islands where these isolated areas of land develop indigenous biodiversity. More specifically, he found that the deep sea seemed to mirror the island rule and idea that small body life on islands grow much larger and its isolation than life on major land masses due to limited resources, predation, and competition. According to McLean, uh, this is quoted from, uh, I'll list it in the description. The deep sea is functionally similar to an island. The deep also has limited resources, few predators, and is isolated from the shallows. It follows that the diversification of life in the deep mirrors that on islands. The isolated communities develop larger body sizes in response to the conditions stated above. This phenomenon is also apparent in giant oarfish, Japanese spider crabs, uh, the sleeper shark, which is a blind shark that feeds on whale carcasses at the bottom of the ocean, and sea spiders in the Antarctic, which sea spiders are these little guys like this big, like less than a millimeter in normal, like warmer, shallow waters. When you find sea spiders in Antarctic waters, they can get up to three feet in length. So here we have a comparison of size of the uh, Japanese spider crab with a (coughs) scuba diver. You guys can see that there. Yeah. It's like, probably a foot or two longer than the scuba diver, the Japanese spider crab, and then a giant oarfish. Here we have one of... Uh, I heard this other cool evolution thing about crabs that so many things we characterize as crabs are not actually crabs because it's such a, like a, a top-tier evolution state because it's it has the ability, it has the external shell, mm-hmm. it eats basically anything, and it has the ability to manipulate the environment, which is just like super... It's good for life to constantly grow and reproduce. Like manipulated how? The claws. Okay. Cra- crabs okay. crabs are like a super meta evolution state that like a lot of family trees eventually lead to. Including us? Maybe. But well, we don't get the hard lobster, shell. Lobster, they're, uh, they're the spider family. Yeah. The, but like we don't, not necessarily lobsters, but like other animals. Like a, the Japanese spider crab, I, I, we could look up, might not actually even be a crab. But because it looks so much oh, like a crab, oh, the name oh. is just called the jet, like the spider well, crab. You know, so it could also just be like a sea spider, like what I pointed out yeah. before. Hmm. Yeah, it, you got to look at the phylum and, and you know, the, uh, I mean, to go in with how it's classified. Like the traditional blue claw shape or the stone crab claw shape is like 
looks like a shell. Like that's what a crab is. But like crab is such a meta evolution by like being able to manipulate the environment, hard external shell, ability to eat whatever it, it, it comes encounter with. Like things become crab often. I guess not humans because like we are adapted for a brain function. Anyway, I read uh, we're ta- while we're talking about like crazy evolutions <laughs> of these sea animals. Um, what are cephalopods, right? So squids, cephalopods, octopi, um, cuttlefish. Yeah, I think so. All, they're identified by their tentacles, right? Mm-hmm. G- in general, they are some of the most like highly evolved creatures on Earth. Their eyes are like super sophisticated. They're all like incredibly smart. You know, you can see octopuses, octopi solve like pretty complex problems. You know, there's videos of of them from the inside of a jar reaching up, unscrewing the jar, and then squeezing themselves out. I was reading about cuttlefish today. Okay, wait, Cash, have you ever seen those videos? Or like, have you, you, yeah, yeah, have you ever yeah. thought about that? Yeah, we were watching one where the, kettlefi- uh, the cuttlefish, you know, the octopus becomes your friend with somebody and then... You, you know. watch, you watch uh, yeah, Octopus yeah, Teacher. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking the whole time. I mean, I you know get some calamari and, and squid genie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What uh, What's creepy about octopi is I think is, this is so cool. This doesn't make any like. There's no way it could know this. What's What's Yes, exactly. But what's also creepy about them is that um, any like they can fit through anything their beak can fit through because that's. The rigid, the structure. The, the most rigid part of the, it's the only rigid part of their body. So yeah, this guy's gonna. Look at this. Get out of here. It can just sit there and understand the the cap comes off if you twist. Do you think it was taught that? They they claim that this is first time every time they show a squid like or, or octopus or cephalopod. Well, you know. Well, it must have watched them put it on. That's the only clue true. he had. Yeah. Or she, he or she, or they. Right, catch. Hmm. You know, uh, other creatures in the world, pretty smart. They could do a lot of things. So, and, uh, <laughs> you know, but they say pigs are very intelligent. We slaughter them every day to eat them. I listened to a podcast with a guy from Neuralink that was talking about pigs, but we're not here to promote other people's podcasts. Right. Uh, Back to the cuttlefish, right? They communicate with each other through, like, cuttlefish are incredible at changing, like, camouflaging themselves and changing literally the color. Right. And texture of their skin. Right. They're yeah. capable of having yeah. two simultaneous discussions, if you want to call it that. You like visually, two simultaneous visual discussions at the same exact time. So the example that was uh given in the article I read was that you'll have examples of a male cuttlefish with so say there's a male cuttlefish in the beginning in the middle on the right of that male is a female that he's trying to court. Mm -hmm. So he's putting on whatever that light display is to the female on the far side is another male that he wants to trick into thinking he's a male. So he'll change that side of his body to look more female. So he, so the, so the second male doesn't feel threatened by the fact that he's courting the other female. However, they will not do that if there's more than one other male present because mm-hmm. they don't want to get caught in a lie. Yeah. They're like aware that lying like makes right. you look like a piece of shit basically. Right. So how's that? Let me ask you this. I'll throw it out. How does it make you feel that if you, if these animals 
or you know uh, fish and, uh, have consciousness to a certain level where they could uh, do things. I'm all for it. No, but I mean, I think, what do you I think, think about? What, you know, but so that should, what kind of rights should they have? You know, I mean, should you be eating them and you know killing them and all of that stuff? Um, How do you feel about that? Like pigs are real smart, like dogs. I mean, can you eat your dog or cat? Chinese dogs all the time. Yeah, it's a tough argument, right? Because cows are conscious in the same way that a lot of fish can be. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the age old. You know, so that's the, that's go the, ahead. no. I say it's the age old argument. You know, why do we got to kill to survive? Because we do. We can't can't eat enough not, grass. Not for long. I. You know, they're already printing, mm. like, cow steaks <laughs> from DNA. Have you mm. heard about that? Mm, yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Would you try that? I would try that for sure. You know, I'd try it, but, I, like, uh, same thing that, like, does that actually have real nutrients in it? Like, does that actually, right? you you know, how, how far does that go? Right. It has Oatman. fat in it. It has, you know. Well, I think the idea is they replicate actual... Muscle and fat cells. Yeah, but but from but, but here's the thing. So what? I mean, the thing is, what what's the point? The point is, you got a hundred and you got one point five billion people in China, one point five billion in India. You you know, you ain't gonna be able to print out enough shit. You still got to eat, you know, food from somewhere. So all the, I mean, my whole point about it is, you're not gonna get rid of kill, you know, killing animals, fish, uh, mammals. And I'm just asking you the question. With that mentality, we'll never be able to do anything. No, what do you have, just uh, saying can't? What can, eventually, the, the goal is to be able to do things, right? I'm so if they that. figure out the way to do mm-hmm. it, they can accomplish it. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. There are certain things in our world that you're not going to, you know. I mean, I guess you could say, can you go, you know, can you go fast than the speed of light? There are certain physical things that probably are not going to happen. So I don't know if you get to that point where you could feed the masses. Uh, I mean, plant, you could use plant-based stuff. I, guess you could. I mean, you could give everybody uh, glucose, you know. I mean, um Again, the delivery system. That's like the concept of Soylent, like uh, huh. just being able Soylent. to eat tube food to survive. Well, right? you know, the movie, you talk about Soylent. There's a movie called Soylent Green. You ever see the movie? No. But is it about Soylent? Well, no. What it, what, what, I don't you know, know if I've is. ever heard that term before. Soylent? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a product. It's like the original like f- bottle food that you don't have to do for like... Sit, like People that need to gain weight, like no, re- no like replace food in general with this ultimate product. Pull up, pull up, the, the pull up the thing called Soylent Green. It's real quick. Uh, Soylent S O Y L E N T. Oh, pull up the yeah. Soylent. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm talking about a product. Soylent Green. That's yeah, yeah Soylent Green. So let, 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 see what it says. Is a 1973 American <laughs> ecological dystopian thriller film directed by Richard Fleischer and starring Charlton Heston. Now you're Soylent Green. That's how you, that, so I wonder that, if the product is named after this movie. Yes, it probably we, is. No, you know what that you know what that product is. What is Put it? down. What is the what is Soylent Green's product? Not mint. Soylent Green, the movie. What is the product? Where does they derive it from? Humans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They take the dead people. So it says here. Can I read it. The uh, Soylent Green is both the name of the film and a wafer-like food product in the film. The food is a processed protein ration made of human beings and distributed to an unsuspecting populace. You think that's what there is coming out of the food printers? No, what you're saying is, though, it's an interesting concept. We, we, and the other thing, too, is if you there's an individual, his name is uh, Joe Campbell. He's dead now, but he wrote multiple books about comparative religion. And not talking about religion per se, but one of the things he, he discussed about religion, why does religion exist? And one of the reasons that he said religion exists is to answer the questions, you know, where do we come from? What happens when you die? 
but also why do we have to kill to live? Now we could maybe change with our technology. Why do we? Wait, why do we have to kill to live? That's a good question. Why we do though? I mean, you know, we we kill we kill tons of fish. We still cows, you know, uh, plants, plants, kill plants. Well, I, we, I don't think plants are really well. They're living, but okay, I'll give it that. Whatever, you know. And and the thing is, you know, can we get away from that? But the argument been for thousands and thousands of years. You know, you got to why do you got to kill? There's a great. There's a movie. I forget what it was. Uh, and where the woman, she, they, they, they raise, you know, sheep or goats, but I think it was sheep and they're great. They're companions, you know, and then what they do is they, they would, they would slit their throats, you know, and they would, they would die real easy. Not, they would drink the blood. They would use the, you know, the, the meat and, um, they, the, you know, the, the wool. So they were, you know, it was all around good thing to have, you know? So, I mean. Yeah, they were more in touch with the, the death aspect of life. Right. No, I'm saying is that. something I feel like we fight every day in society about. Yeah, mm-hmm. but anyway, the, the, you're the talk- risk of dying. Well, that's it. Well, there's an, there's an there's, and I'll give you another one. You know, there's this song. I love the um, Black Angels, and one that says, "You you you can't. We don't we don't live if you're you don't you can't live, or we don't live uh, if we're afraid to die." So sure. that's another whole thing. If you're afraid to die, you're never gonna you can't have a full life. But anyway, getting back to this whole stuff, I think that soiling green is an idea. But to have food and not have to kill animals, it's a nice ideal. But I don't, I, you know, I think we've got a long way to go. You should, you should be able to take stuff, you know, chemicals and put it together. Um, and maybe that's, you know, that'd be a good thing. But then again, like, you know, say all the animals like deer around here, right? And, in, and wherever, they, they just populate, populate, populate. If there's no natural uh, predators, they're getting, they're, people are hitting with cars, they're getting killed, uh, they're destroying lawns. Getting killed offshore by boats all the time, knocking into them. Well, not deer, but whales. Whales, yeah. So should we then? Then what you do is you wean down the population. I mean, it's it's a it's, it's a crazy thing, you know. So anyway, you know, you know, Americans only eat about 100 more calories per day than uh, Europeans, but we are two to three times more obese. Why is that? <laughs> Wait, say that again. America. So American America only eats generally 100 more calories per day than French or Italians, but we are two to three times more obese. And so it's the quality of food and obviously less active lifestyle. Uh, quality of food and generally just like mental health, like stress. Mm. We we America, according to like a research that happened in 1999. Europeans look at eating as a pleasurable experience generally every time they eat. Americans act anxious and guilty almost every time or like are worried about the the food that they consume. So just I can see that. Just that process like of eating in America, people are more like hyper aware of like what they need to be eating, what is the best way to be well, eating. Well, I'll tell you another thing about and it. And we're still eating worse. Well, well in right. Italy it's a celebration every time. Right. Well, there's another thing that you're not putting to this equation. It's not just Food intake, okay? Because if that was the case, uh, do, I could cite other things that would be the outcome. Generally, well, most most food no. science says calories in, deficit is the only no, way to lose no. weight. Well, yes, yes. But there's other things. Well, yes, but there's other things. I'll give you a good example. If you look at, in the United States, uh, the highest level of obesity and diabetes, which goes hand in hand, is, is Puma Indians, the South American... And there's a gene, they, they isolated this gene, and it's a, it's a um, starved gene. So back in the day, especially South America, but also the American Indians, you know, they didn't have a lot of food. I mean, they, they killed the buffalo, they had grains, yeah. South America. So you, so the, so the, you developed a genetic, you, you were able to, just like the whales and everything, you got a genetic, your body was able to live on less. Less sugar. 
Less everything, yeah. Less like specifically less, sugar for right, like right, right. Latino population. So what happens is they come to the United States and they get dumped, you know, get all of this food and they get really, really fat really quick. Um, Diabetes and, is more prominent in Latino right, people right. than and, Caucasians. Right, right. And so, so it's not just the amount of food you eat; it's the type of food. I give you, you know, and, now and I, your own genes, right? And, and your genes are a big thing, and also. It's, it's the type of food. Now, I, I don't know if it is how it is now, but when I was doing my training, African-Americans had a higher rate of colon cancer and than, than, than the, than the uh, non-black population. One of the reasons why, supposedly, was that their diet. They eat a lot of, you know... Um, Processed uh, foods? No, grilled. Charcoal, right, right. So, there are, so there's not just... It's not just to intake. It's type of food... It's social things. Now, you know, you may be, what you may, you, what you you may drink that? alcohol. Now, let me, let me finish because, you know, you, you just. I'm hearing you, but I'm, li- I'm also okay, just adding to your get, own get, points. Yeah, what did you think that the Africans would, would have a better ability to digest? Because, like, that's more of a, it seems to be cooking on a fire would be a more natural way or, whole, like, holistic way of eating food. Well, when you say African, I mean, no? I'm talking about I American. Know. You know, I don't know about African that American. argument. We're, talking, we're not talking about, we're not talking about, listen, back in the day, you, you got, one thing that you guys don't have is a perspective of history. And it's not it's not a bad thing, but think about this. How many right now would you would you be surprised if you heard that say Aunt Millie or or somebody had a heart attack? A woman had a heart attack. Do you think anything of that? Why would I? Ex- nope. Example. My no, aunt. No, no. Let's but just say a woman. You're not, you're no, not no, saying no. anything. Any say a fifty year old woman had a heart attack. You is that is that news? Is that something? Yeah. What do you? I mean, it depends on like. No. How, what about? I mean, what me, she looks like. Yeah. No. 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 Like, no. 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 Her, we, I mean, I'm just saying. Do you, do you have <laughs> any? Do you do you, do you see any difference between a man and a woman? Like, who has more heart? Men attacks? have more heart attacks than women. But how many more though? Like fifty percent. I don't know about that. It's pretty close now. Back in the day, back in the day, say in the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, it was rare, rare for a woman to have a heart attack. It was like ninety nine percent men. Good. Another example in China, uh, Japan, before World War II, hardly anybody had heart attacks. There wasn't there wasn't obesity after the United States took over. You know, we won the war and we Americanized Japan. They're dropping like flies from <laughs> from from heart attacks. So you know who has another who has another horrible uh, uh, heart disease problem is Indian the Indian people. I don't think they eat meat, right? I don't know what they eat, but so they don't eat cows, or right? Hit, so there's there's, there's so there's definitely cows. so there's definitely diet, N- not so much how many calories, what you want. If you have a diet in high high meats, you know, it seems that that increases cardiovascular disease based on studies and and history, like in Japan. If you look at the American Indians and the Puma. Diabetes and obesity because there's, there's that spare that gene to spare you know the uh, starvation gene you know uh, then you got to add on to all of this too cigarettes and alcohol how that affects everybody and then you got the other thing that you look at is when you talk about obesity is this this diabetic gene which is another thing that's an interesting uh, comment so it's a real complex point that's what I'm getting at it and, is yeah yeah and I mean I deal with it all the time and we and generally speaking you have uh, in the United States we're so we're so easy to get food, and we, we, I mean, I, I'm driving down the road any time at night. You could just go to Wawa, McDonald's. I mean, I don't know if McDonald's is open 24 hours a day, and it's cheaper. It used to be cheaper to go to McDonald's. You know, bring a, you have a family of five, roll in McDonald's. All right, cash. Good. According to a landmark study, and this is going off what you're saying, but I don't Good. think you know where you're going right now. 
Well, I was gonna say McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's know. food is bad. Did you ever have yeah. a Mac attack? Did you ever? You I've know? had a, I've had a Big Mac in my life. I used yes. to. We used to call it the McGangbang. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we would get. <laughs> Why do we? No, oh, yeah. Going off topic. Why not? What do you? What do we got? We scripted Wait, give me that. Your version you know, of the McGangbang. He's all I serious now. We wrote this down. We gotta go. We gotta go. What is? So again, what's I the big? Called it. My friends called it the McStream, but I think your people might have called it the McGangbang. The McStream. Yeah. The McStream doesn't make sense. I don't want to use that word. McGangbang, McGangbang makes what is a lot that? more sense. So, so it's what you is take, that? Tell people because that sounds you take a sexual. McDouble, it is kind of. You take yeah. a McDouble, you split it at the patty, so you have bun patty, bun patty, and right. then you put a full McChicken like, in like between the whole that. sandwich. Oh my god! And then smash them together and eat it. It's, if you're feeling crazy, you can throw some fries in there. It's delicious. It is so good. I might get one on the way home tonight. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what we used to do in college, and you talk about going down a rabbit hole here, but but uh, <laughs> White Castle. You know, we used to. I mean. Be stinking drunk. White Castle tastes so good. The first burger and every single one after tastes worse. Harold Cashmar goes to White Castle. (laughs) I used to. We'd go to White Castle and then you you drink about a a full circle, a a, a bottle of Pepto Bismol, and uh, yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. You were talking about uh, bad food. So go ahead. So tell us what you came up with. After Americanizing food, Japan had uh, more obesity. After, and heart disease. And heart disease. A landmark study comparing the nutritional content of 43 different fruits and vegetables between 1950 and 1999 was published in 2004 in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition. The results showed quite def- definitively that the amount of protein, calcium, phosphorus, iron, riboflavin, riboflavin which is vitamin B, B2. And vi- B2, and vitamin C, have declined substantially over the past half century. The study authors attributed this decline in nutritional content to agricultural practices designed to improve food quantities, size, growth rate, pest resistance, and rather than nutrition. Do we think that also, just real quick, to add to that that list of reasons, do you think it is also like monocrop agriculture and like you're just sucking all the nutrients out of the soil and you're not putting other crops in there to replace it? Yeah. And for like you know the capitalist stance that like it looks better in the market, so you buy yeah. the food, but it's Plump. not necessarily as good as like a little onion that you could grow in your backyard or mm-hmm. a Victory Garden World War Two. Shout out cash. This um, so there, there's a and this could be like just like clever marketing, but I bought a bag of chips the other day because um their whole brand they're called Uglies, and they basically take all the potatoes that would have gotten. They say they would have gotten thrown out. I'm sure they would have just fed them to animals. I think that is. I think that's every potato chip company ever. But uh, yeah, there is like, there is a market of these like ugly foods now. Actually, like that you can get your hands on. But we just mm. like throw shit out. Like it's crazy. I, well, I tell you what, I I think this is interesting, and I haven't looked at this. I didn't know you guys were going to talk about this. But what's different now than 30, 40 years ago, was the cows now are fed all kinds of chemicals. And uh, they, they, you know, they weren't before. You have a lot, all your fruit, vegetables are, are, are in the land is sprayed with all kinds of stuff, chemicals. And, um, uh, and I, and, you know, the air is more, I don't know, it's more polluted, but there's more, there's more stuff in the food. I don't know how that affects you, you know? I mean, you never, if you look at the things that are going on now, and I, you know, with with children who, um, you know, autism and, and everything else, uh, a lot of people feel that it's, you know, it's, 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 it's environment, it's, it's the food we eat, and the food is tainted. I don't know. I know that from my ability, what I see, and we t- in the United States, I know, for, I have a friend who's a uh, bariatric, uh, bariatric, uh, a bariatric, excuse me, bariatric surgeon, and 
I asked him how many people in the United States are morbidly obese, and I, when I'm talking about I'm talking about between five hundred and a thousand, five hundred and a thousand pounds. Think about that, five hundred to a thousand pounds. If all three of us here, I don't think we don't weigh, weigh. We don't weigh a thousand pounds. We don't. I don't think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. So you're you're looking. He said about between. He didn't know. He said twelve million, maybe fifteen million. I did some research, and it's 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 it's, it's you know it's it's a range because nobody knows for sure. That's crazy. That's you know, in a population of three hundred and fifty million, uh, I don't know what percent that is, and that's not. In those people, that's a lot. Of, that's a difficult life for them. I mean, you know, how how you know how can they can they go on a plane? Can they go? You know, can, I can't even put them in in a, a CAT scan or an MRI. And I've had patients like this, and it's very difficult. I had last year. I had a three hundred a five hundred and thirty five pound patient on the floor on on the, in the hospital, and in the same wing. There was three other patients, and two were 600 pounds, and the other one was 700 pounds. They were all male, by the way. I don't know how many females are morbidly obese. I don't know. The, you know the, the, and that's difficult. And then if you look at the, the general you know, um, obesity, which is 100, um, I don't want to say 100 pounds overweight, but it's, um, a, you know, it's a certain criteria, uh, about 40% of the population is considered morbidly obese. Yes. And you can look up the criteria. As opposed to China, uh, Japan or China, excuse me, China, where it's about four percent morbidly obese, and I don't know about India. And but again, here's the thing: there's another thing. Being obese doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy, or the opposite is being not obese doesn't mean you're healthy either. You could have you know other issues going on. You could be skinny as a rail and smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. You ain't going to make it past sixty, you know. So I mean, it's an interesting thing you bring up. But but nutrition, I think there's there's genetics, there's uh, social. Yeah, what are you gonna say? You no, know, I just, I just, the point that I want to talk about today was like how bad American food seems to be getting in general. Oh. Like just eating here is the problem. Even seeking out good food here is not as good. Yeah, just like, falls short. Farmers can grow two to three times more food with twenty five percent less nutrients. So, and the the guy that was reading the article mm-hmm. that I was doing research for talked about how he was an exchange student in college or high school and how he was super excited when he was taken to a supermarket and saw all of this this produce that he that just doesn't exist in, yeah. in where he was from. I think yeah. he's from India. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he talked about how excited he was, like how beautiful the, the white onion was and big and the red tomato. And then the mom of the house made the salad. And to him, it was flavorless because it, he accounts the lack of nutrients, that it just didn't suffice enough food for him or flavor, which he kind of put is one in the same that better food tastes more nutrient where like our brains are trained to like a uh, healthy food and which is why we like these really fatty sugary foods because they they are calories and calories at the end of the day is what keeps us going well i i believe what you're saying because when i was a kid growing up here you had jersey tomatoes and they were we used to have them and i remember they were thick red and we would they, my my um i'd go over my friend's house and my and his mom would Cut them, make slices, put them on white bread with mayonnaise. It sounds crazy, but they were, I mean, that they were I've like a steak. Before. They were like a steak, but they were, st- I mean, I haven't seen a tomato like that. The other thing that we used to have in New Jersey here uh, was the, um, the peaches, Jersey peaches, which mm. were, oh my God, so sweet. Oh, uh, perfectly ripe peach on the beach. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know, you know, so there is, you, you can see, I mean, I get, I try to get fruit and vegetables all the time, but I get a lot of fruit and, um, you know, it, most of it comes from Chile, Chile, uh, Mexico, 
Uh, less and less from California now. I don't know if it's California's having, you know, whether or not it's the droughts and everything or the rain. But sometimes it, ta- it tastes like shit. It's, I mean, it, I don't, it has nothing to do with money. I mean, I, I'll buy whatever I had to buy. And you can tell, it, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it just tastes like nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in there. It's just... I and, noticed and, that in tangerine specifically. I don't know why, but like tangerines yeah. to me now feel real waxy. Right now, you know, in New Jersey, you don't we don't make more. We don't, we don't grow watermelons here anymore. You know, something hit it, some fungus, and so things change. Corn. I mean, and there's a big difference too. Like I think in Europe, you might have a lot more local markets. People growing their own food. I think so too. I think yeah. we we actually can't give away food to Europe. They don't want it. Like they they they're complacent with the food they're growing, or they have enough. We can't even give it to them. And then, you know, you got all these supplements and everything. I tell you, obesity is a real problem in this country. Now they have just, well, while you're on that, you know, you got this Ozempic now. Uh, and, and, and Is this the, the diet drug? Well, what it is, it's, yeah, but it really is, it's a, it's a diabetic medication. It reduces your insulin. It does a lot of things. But now they've, the company has turned around and made it into, uh, uh, they lowered the dose or raised the dose, I forget, and they made it into a, a weight reduction pill. Mm-hmm. But there's some controversy about that. Somebody, you know, somebody pl- says that... Um, you know, once you stop taking it, you gain the weight all back, and you get a lot of diarrhea, stuff like that. But it's interesting. We have to, you know, we, 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 everything is a pill. Take a pill, you know, as opposed to, you know, reduce your uh, uh, intake of shitty food, try yeah. to eat good food, but it's expensive. Like hyper-clean environments. And, and, and you know, what, and then school right now. Let me. Is, any of you guys know anybody who's in high school right now? A couple guys on the okay. beach, yeah. Do they have to do a one-mile run to graduate high school? Oh, yeah, the, the Kennedy thing. The, st- uh, is that done? The so that, presidential so, fitness So exam. what that was, in my memory, was some elite athletes from middle school were allowed to take the test, and if they did the test then, they got a medal. And that was the only kid, like, maybe, like, 20 kids. You could not graduate. Grade. When I was in high school, you could not graduate high school without doing a mile run. How were they, where, why did we let that go? I don't know. I, and I tell you what, when I went to college... Actually, had no, to do it mi- in college too. The mile runs technically a part of high school curriculum, uh, but I, it, it's not it definitely not enforced. I guarantee you that there's a, sh- a large amount of kids cannot do a mile run. I remember but kids my, crying having to do the mile run in high school, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was one of them. <laughs> it, you know, it, sedentary life, but it, but it's interesting, you know, the whole thing about this. This is a huge topic. From you know, we should have it on my medical show, obesity and what to do about it. Because obesity, if you look at, I watched on TV, you know, like, and especially like in the black community, so black and beautiful and big, you know, and if, and if you criticize it, people say, you know, you're, you're being whatever. And, 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 I, and I was a doctor, I always was taught and we always looked at that obesity is not healthy. You know, now people are saying, no, you're, you're, you know, if you criticize somebody for, if they are obese, you're wrong, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of people who get heavy get diabetes. Well, diabetes then has its own set of complications. So, so I don't know where the answer is. You know, I, I really don't. Are we going to evolve into where it's normal to be two hundred pounds? You know, is that a, is that a normal thing? You know, I weigh two thirty. Yeah, but you're tall too. I mean, yeah, but you're not. You know, you're not morbidly obese. I mean, if we did, you know, if we looked at you, you know, your percentage of body fat. I used to have a rehab center where we would actually put you in water and weigh your percentage of body fat, which is another, you know, thing and another indicator of your obesity. Question is, you know, can you be, can you, you know, be five eight and weigh two hundred and eighty pounds and be healthy? You know, I don't think so. And, and that's the key. And will, will you live to be a long age? How many, if you go to a nursing home, I mean, well, I, you know, how many people will live long? I mean, cigarette smoke, we know, causes problems. Um, you know, does obesity in the long run? But it becomes a political thing. I think, though, you make a good point. Our, we have a lot of processed foods. 
And what I've read over the past 10 years is that one of the worst things is to process food. And no, but it's, it's processed to like an extent that you, you don't even think about. You hear processed foods, you think it's sprayed with fertilizer, right. but it's, it's, it is, it's like no, cows. No. It's what the cows eat. The well, cows you know, used to eat grass and dirt and bugs and all of this stuff and like have a whole like biome in their right, own stomach. Right, right, right. That's now hyper clean and we eat right. from these hyper clean right. cows. Right, right. And it's not like a full circle of life. No, uh, and, food. and when I say processed food, I mean, it's like, it's like Doritos. It's like, you know, it's crackers. But it's that stuff, especially. You know, but it, as opposed to natural where it's an apple or, or, or broccoli. But the problem is even the apple and the broccoli, like you're saying, it's weeded down. It's watered down. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same meat to it that it used to. Yeah. The, uh, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the broccoli and the apple don't have as much flavor because they don't have as much nutrients. And then like this Dorito that has like this super physio or super natural flavor <laughs> that is... You can't even compete with nature. Now, maybe we should start growing our own stuff, but can we get the seeds? Is it because now it's been genetically altered, right? Can you can you get the good stuff now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it. it, it I'm telling you, my father. Everybody I knew years ago used to have a garden. You grew your own stuff because it was expensive, you know. And um, I just I just know the tomatoes were so good and the corn. You know, now I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough thing. And a lot of countries. You I don't know about Europe. I mean, I think they have an obesity problem. I know India has their own thing. You know, they, they do have obesity that's rising up, but they also have an, I don't know why they have a cardiovascular disease issue. I don't know what their diet is and what, how, it, how it pertains, what the genetics is, you know. It's the, it's the first time in human history that the, the lower class economically people are like the fat ones. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's a good point. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, make any yeah. sense. Well, you know, it, it's, 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 it's it's the type of food. I still think it's you know genetic predisposition. Mental health too. that we were, like I was t talking on originally, like how the Americans when they eat, it's 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 you're frightened yeah. and, gu and guilty. Yeah, I think it's genetics too. I mean, I, I've I, we all know people who are I know I know guys who are skinny as a rail. I mean, they their whole life you know power they, they could eat crazy. they could eat the sh you know eat everything and they just burn it off. Other people that you know they're they're fighting their weight all their life. Yeah, I wonder how close those guys are to uh, first generation Americans, you know? I know. Just look talking at, out of my ass. I, oh, I could tell you some famous. Look at Oprah Winfrey. All, I mean, she's been fighting weight issues all her life. I mean, she's billionaire. You think she has all the resources and she's not, you know, lazy or, you know, I mean, it's, it's gotta be a, you know, a, a genetic thing. I mean, some people are just really fight it. I, I've known people and in, even different in families, you know, there's people in families. Uh, uh, so it's tough. I think it's eating habits, it's exercise, it's a lot of things. <laughs> but I, I agree with you though. This is something that's, has changed in the past maybe 10, 20 years. The nutrition, when you say nutrition, it's really, you know, how, how good that food is. Is, mm -hmm. is a tomato of today got the same good stuff in it as a tomato 20 years ago? And I, I tell you, no. I don't think so. And that's a sad thing. And how do you fix that? And again, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're saving money. They're moving it across. Uh, they're uh, pumping out good-looking product. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know what the answer is. But I can tell you, um, you know, protein... Is, is one of the reasons why human beings evolved is because we started eating meat, and meat's an important part of the diet, and uh, and fish, and, and and people are getting away from that. So maybe that's a you know thing too. I don't know what what's a diet now like you know an average diet like you guys. What do you how often do you eat meat like a, a week? Like I, how, eat, I eat a lot of meat. Oh, you're a big meat yeah. eater. <laughs> okay, what about you? Yeah. Um, Kill those cat meal. Oh wow. So well, there's a go. I don't know about people. You know, but you guys are not more Mostly of a obese. Chicken. You know, because you guys work out. We train. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I eat a lot of meat. Yeah, I, I, when I was younger, all my years, 
I didn't eat like, you know, a lot like pancakes and bacon. I mean, I stayed away from fat. You know, my downfall was, you know, I, I would come out of the winter lean and mean in the summer and, you know, train and compete. And what happened was, you know, you start, there's parties, you know, you start drinking mm -hmm. and not talk, you know, and you start drinking and the alcohol, alcohol always got me. And then I would get a little bit of a belly, you know, and then I'd back off. But the, but I always knew if I stopped eating the fat and, uh, uh, you know, anything that was sweet and, and uh, I'll be fine. So now I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe there's, maybe the stuff in the foods too are actually, uh, you know, it's changing our genetic makeup where we are, uh, you know, gaining from everything we eat more, more obesity. It, it, your liver makes fat. I mean, it's a whole thing. I, I, I can't. That's really good for you. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. But I think alcohol too is bad. You know, alcohol is, is a tough one, you know, makes you, makes you heavy. Anyway, so what else uh, you have here? So that's it with the. That's it with the, the food that I had. Well, did you see they just came out this one article, which I don't believe. It just came out with an article saying that any alcohol, even a glass is bad for you. Or it can't help you. I've heard uh, that's that's new now, and that, which I don't believe. But yeah, I've know. heard more than two glasses a day uh, harms brain function. More, more than two glasses a week harms brain function. It like atrophies your brain. It was, and again, you know, been in thirty years ago. They came out with studies that that uh, that wine, you know, a glass a day reduces your ch chances of having a heart attack. I would I would take everything with a grain of salt. I tell you what, you go back and look at the literature on caffeine. You know, caffeine was like the greatest thing in the world. Then it wasn't. Then, you know, it's great to work out. We used to drink two cups of coffee and then lift weights. It was a whole thing about caffeine. You know, burn calories. And then... I drink just, coffee before I lift weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pre-workout. I, I mean, you know, caffeine, caffeine. Yeah, right. It was the biggest thing. And, and then it goes up and down, alcohol up and down. Isn't it generally accepted as har pretty harmless now, caffeine? I don't Depending know. on, like, the, uh, listen, the uh, method you use to take it. I, I, I trained and started practicing with, with a doctor. His name was Dr. Trom. He was a flight surgeon in World War II. Uh, he's passed away now. He was, a, he, he was one of the first. He invented or started the American College of Rheumatology. You know, the guy was, guy was uh, you know, a pioneer. And you know what he used to tell me? He goes, moderation. Everything in moderation. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing. And he, you know what he used to do, too? I, when I first started working with him, I obviously wasn't that busy. We would have, we'd work in the morning, and then at 12 o'clock, him and I would have lunch. And then we'd go for a walk. You know, no matter what it was. I mean, unless it was nasty out. And we'd walk, you know, like about a mile. And this guy, you know, he wasn't spring chicken at the time. And he always say, he goes, Mike, the best thing you can do after you is go for a walk. You know, digest your food. Now, I mean, but, but exercise. Mm -hmm. and when you do it, you know, maybe it, it's, it, but we did that. And, um, uh, and so eating, uh, working out moderation, I think that's the most important thing you can think about. And a lot of people don't do that. What, what is, what is atrophy Cashmore? Cause I've heard the, the two drinks a day thing too. What is atrophy? Well, atrophy means just that something shrinks. So, oh, so it means it your brain. They're saying, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. yeah, I, yeah I was, uh, um, it's always known to kill brain cells. Yeah. Well, you got that a lot, though. Too. Yeah, but yeah. if you got 10 trillion, billion, you know, and you kill a couple hundred thousand, does it really matter? <laughs> um, the Huberman had a guy on, like, yesterday talking, to, talking about it, how there's, like, lifelong alcoholics that they, like, go to scan their brain, and it's just, like, a walnut inside an empty shell. But that's heavy duty. Again, no, I can tell you. Yeah, I, but they're also so dehydrated, too. It's, like, another uh, factor. Well, yeah, I, there's, that obviously plays a part, too. For I, sure. I, I can I'm tell not you, saying I, Huberman's wrong. I don't. It's Huberman. Well, I'll tell you from my experience with patients, you'll get people who drink heavy and they have minimal problems. That you know, I mean, again, I, I'm not. You got to look at the spectrum. 
you know, I see them at their 50, 60. I don't, maybe they don't live to be 80 or 90. You know, I, right, there's diabetic, there's alcoholic neuropathy where you lose feeling. There's, there's alcoholic encephalopathy. You get m- mental changes. It could affect the bones. But it's not in everybody. Just like not everybody's going to die of cancer if they smoke. A percentage will. But like my dad, he smoked, you know, he was in World War II. He smoked all the time. And, you know, towards the end of his life, he started smoking these little cigars. At 90, at 89, he developed lung cancer. Now, I mean, you know, so maybe if he didn't smoke, he would have lived to be 93, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know how to answer that one. You know, definitely moderation. And there are certain things that are a hard stop. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, you shouldn't be smoking, you know, marijuana or cigarettes. It's bad for you. And that's, you know, that's a hard stop. Hard drugs, you know, it's funny. I've seen people who are heroin, addict, heroin addicts, you know, and I've treated them 30 years ago. They're still they're doing pretty good. It seems like like that kind of stuff maybe doesn't, you know, kill you unless you get hepatitis or something. Alcohol is a bad one, though, if you if you do too much of it. A drink here and there, I don't know. I mean, uh, the founding fathers, if you go look in our history, alcohol was huge. I mean, those those guys were all booze. It wasn't safe to drink water back in the day. I mean, but, I mean, how, how old was Jefferson? I mean, some of those guys lived to be pretty old geezers. Yeah, Ben Franklin was like in his eighties, right? During yeah, that time, I mean, all day, I mean, he, and, you know, Ben Franklin was a womanizer and a friggin' booze hound. He I mean, he went to Europe. He was over there. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, do, you know, with the French. Yeah, <laughs> they said he was you like. You know, they found <laughs> STDs like galore, dozens. Right? Yeah, he probably had. He probably they had found everything. like dozens of bodies in his basement in London. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was uh, doing anatomy stuff on them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't kill him though, you know. No, no but like, no, like they didn't when they found him. They're like, "What the hell is going on here?" But, but, uh, my, yeah, and, it and, was super and, sacrilegious at the time yeah, to yeah. like study dead bodies. You know, you know. Yeah, I think he was like doing it in secret. Wh- where's our, where's our thing with the, um, you know, the, more, more doctors smoke yeah. camels than any other cigarette. All right, so you know, where's that up there? You, you can't see it with here, but the the uh, we we don't know. I think one good bit of information is 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 um, moderation. But here's the deal with obesity and everything. A lot of people, they, no matter what they do, they can't lose the weight, and so you don't want to shame them. You don't want to, you know, I mean, if they can't do it, they can't do it. And I, I know, I listen. I've I've known a lot of people. They they hardly eat anything, and they still gain a lot of weight. So there's a genetic thing going on here. There's some kind of metabolic abnormality. And so, so when you have that, how many people have some level of that? So the food may not have anything to do with it, no matter even if they have good food or not. I think that's part of the problem, nutrition. But it's also, you know, we might be developing a genetic, you know, a ma- not a mal, I don't know, some kind of genetic thing that's cooking, that's going through the population. I don't, I, and it's a tough one to know. I haven't really, you know, did you see anything in your evaluation that they said about the genetic predisposition? Uh, they, they, they attributed a lot of it to, to mental health and just, like, the way that your body was running itself. If it's happy, it produ- it works better. What about stress, you know? Yeah. Stress, you know, stress about food, you're going to, it's going to affect you negatively. I tell you, uh, uh, I've seen people, they're going, you know, stressful. Their dog died, their, their parent died, uh, their wife, they're going through a divorce, and they lose tons of weight. You've seen that. They're so stressed out, they don't eat, you know, so there is a component of that. And I think the, uh, the, other, the other thing, too, about food, you know, you ever hear the word comfort food? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you eat, you feel good. Also, a lot of people use food as a social thing. You know, you sit down. Back in the day, especially my Italian friends, we would have dinners for three hours, four hours, f- ten courses, you know. I mean, w- in the Italian families, you'd start with a— you know, uh, what I think happened? your camera overheated. I was going to tell you. 
Oh, it's stock down. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh shit. Cashmore is out. Guys. You you like I never. Sean never, and Tyler get to run the show yo. now. Well, I never had that happen. I never. I it's because you turned the heat on in the, in the it thing. Is hot, uh, it is we, hot as balls. That was back there. to foreshadowing. We, we never had the camera. Put it back. Shut it off and put it back this, on. Yeah, the, the back screen said something. Yeah, but I had it set where it shouldn't do it. Just put it back on, we see. It's broken. There you go. Wow. It's back on. No. Oh. No, there it is. I never had that happen. There's oh, a setting on. Just these cameras are, are made to, to deal with the heat and everything. So, But we used to have these meals where we would have... I'm telling you, we would eat um, a lot, uh, you know, lasagna and then, you know, uh, 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 all kinds of food, uh, spaghetti meatballs. And then at the end, you, you know, you have a salad. And then after that, they bring out the roast. And it was a celebration. Yeah. yeah and I tell you, I, a lot of people weren't fat back then. I mean, if you look at the, I'll, I'll leave you with this. And last how much one. butter and stuff that people used to cook with. And now we use like <laughs> coconut oil and then we don't bread chicken anymore. Look, go look at the old movies from the 30s and the 40s. Everybody was skinny as all hell. I mean, very few. I mean, there were some people characters, but for the most part, everybody. I think well, Frank they Sinatra. Like, they were probably they, it malnourished from the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people. <laughs> it was great. People. <laughs> I mean, if you I mean, really, if you look at how skinny, you know, I, I watch them on, and they're like really, really skinny. So. And they were all also always boozed up, and yeah. all like chain smoking cigarettes. I yeah. find it. I do find it funny, like yeah, when you see you those. Uh, everybody smokes on on the old movies. Those like guys that are like. You know, men back in the day were real men, and it'll show a video or a you know whoever like Marlon Brando or something. Smoking, like, but he was probably like the scrawniest, skinniest dude. All like he probably couldn't run. He probably couldn't run the mile. No, I I, I walk, <laughs> so what I've been doing. Yeah. I've, you and know, he's drunk. I, they were all drunk all the time. So when I I roll, you know, I get the concept to roll, and I watch TV. You know, so I be, I went you know Star Trek, and then now I'm on. Now I'm watching Mission Impossible. We talk about how much we hate watching TV while we row because because yeah. the screen you're just zooming in and out of it. Nah, well yeah, if you no, have a big no. enough TV, I imagine no. Catchmore's got a no, nice setup no. down there. I mean, you, yeah, I'm like we're trying I'm, to watch I'm, stuff I'm on ten, our phone. I'm ten <laughs> foot away from it. You know, so, so it's always about the same. And I got a big yeah, but here's the thing though. When they have, you know, so they have the Mission Impossible music, and then they got, it says, you know, good morning, Mr. Phelps, you know. But he's always smoking a cigarette. That Everybody in that show. Oh, that was a show? Yeah, Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. You got to go look at the old Mission Impossible. It's with... Um, uh, 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 Tom Cruise, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Pull up the old, real quick. No, the, old, the original Mission Impossible. I didn't know right? that it was a show. Oh, yeah. You guys, see, this is, I got I to gotta educate you guys. No. It's so good. Look at the season, Mission Impossible. And Peter Graves was the one. This guy, Greg Morris. Barbara, look at, see if they could see when they were young. Look go, at that. Who try, here, here, go, go, go up, go, go down, go down. There it is. So, Peter, that was Mr. Phelps. That was Mr. Phelps. Oh, this was so good. You should watch them. They are the greatest shows. They're just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, he's always smoking. And what they would do is he would get a mission. It would be like, uh, Mr. Phelps, there's a, a John, it's always uh, um, Russian, you know, but they wouldn't use Russian. They say the Eastern Bloc, you know, um, uh, 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 you know, I Igor Nitnat, he stole millions of dollars and he's going to buy a nuclear weapon and, you know, he, you got to stop him. Does the device that tell him what's happening explodes every time? Yes, it burns up. Yeah. And he says, this will, this, this will, you know, if, and it goes like this. If you uh, take the case, fine. Here it is. Reload. Watch this. This is so great. That's the one guy. It's called Mission Impossible, but it's the, the, those people are the Impossible Mission Force. So it's the IM Force. And they always wear these masks like they impersonate people. I'm telling you, 
They all see the cigarette in his mouth? So for people out there who are watching this. Impossible. Sunday night at 5 p.m. on... You have to watch those things. That was pretty good. They're on, um, they're on um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Prime TV, I think. Amazon. And, and, and their plots, they're so sophisticated. <laughs> and what they do, they'll set up a, a sting operation. Like this one guy, right? They, they, this guy had information. He was a Nazi, an ex, this is you know in the 50s now. He's a Nazi SS uh, commando. He's been locked up in a Russian prison for years. And they tried to break him because he has a Swiss bank account with millions and millions of dollars. And they couldn't break him, right? They couldn't break him. And he was going to, and so they were going um, to kill him. So what happened was Mission Impossible people got involved and what they did is they had this warehouse, right? And they brought him in there, and he didn't—he was out. He didn't know about it. And they, and, and they had this big uh, apparatus, and it was a submarine. He thought he was in the submarine. And they played it out where he, um, the submarine crashed to the bomb, and, and, and they have to go out the escape hatch. And, and it was him and the other guy. And he wasn't probably going to make it. The other guy convinced him that he's part of the SS, you know? And he goes, well, let me give you the... Uh, the, the account number for the Swiss bank account. He gave it. And they were all recording it. And right and after they got it, they left. And the, then the other guys, the Russian guys it sounds came like in. A to, one of the Tom Cruise plot. That exactly yeah, the same. It, how yeah, it works. yeah. And and then, you know, they goofed, but they 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 tricked him into giving up the, the thing. But that's the the key. The the nice thing about this is this it's really sophisticated. It's very hard to follow sometimes. But you guys should watch it. Do you There's, like the Tom Cruise ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, it was original show. Do you watch the Tom Cruise ones? Yeah, I watched almost all of them. You know, whatever. You know, it's very, it's good. Are you, are you more of a fan of Mission Impossible or James Bond? Oh, James Bond. Okay. Just had to make sure. Yeah, I'm, you know, I mean, because listen, Bond, you know, and I have to be careful what I say here, but, you know, we're a family show, but, you know, Bond would, would you know, get one of the, you know, the, the enemy, hot-looking darlings. He'd, you know, have his way with her, and then he'd have her, like, execute her, shoot there her. Are some pretty, there are some pretty <laughs> dicey scenes of, of old James Bond and some women. Oh, well, listen to one of them that's called, you know, Octopussy. I mean, yeah, come no, on. I, I, think he like, I think he, they fight in, the, in, the, in a barn, and then he, like, hold, is holding her down and, like, just forces to kiss her. It's a really, it's, it does Oh, yeah, it's, 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 well. it's, yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a borderline, you know, rape and porn and Different all of that. Different times. Different uh, times. But, but. You know, how many, if there's movies, like I've watched one movie, he killed about 30 people. James Bond? Yeah, uh, in, in yeah. one movie. You know, Daniel just, Craig ones are insane. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah uh, they're good too, but the James Bond of my era, you know, were really good. There's one movie you should watch that's really, it's called, now there's two Casino Royales. You know, Craig did a Casino mm -hmm. Royale, but the first Casino Royale you should watch. Can Sean you pull it up? Connery? No, oh, it's the other guy. No. People like no. the other guy more. What's no. his name? No, no, the, this is a goof. This was a goof on... This is Casino Royale. There's the original one, which was a weekly series. Oh, no, it was a, it was a black and white uh, hour show. But the one that's a goof one, it's, here, put the trailer. With this David, 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 no, down, down, down. No, 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 no not that. Yeah, oh, so, David yeah. Niven? But play the, play the opening uh, music, yeah. This movie was a joke of James Bond? Yeah. Play this, play Hold the, on, let me go back. Yeah, play the, yeah, the, the, uh, the trailer. Play the trailer. You got to listen to this. This is great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, this was a movie. There might have been done, three Casino Royales then. No, yeah. There was the Craig one, which was the movie. The original Casino Royale, which was an hour-long black and white, like, docuseries, mm. right? And then you had this goof one, which was done by, like, multiple people. Put, this is it right here. Look. Like making... Listen to this music. Just listen to this music. Casino this is, Royale is too much for one James Bond. <laughs> 
Join the Casino Royale fun movement. Mr. Bond, I'm Lieutenant Mathis. It was uh, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers is James Bond. It's, it's, so it's a, he's a comedian. Is this licensed? Uh, how'd they do this? They did. And what happened was the one director got out. Ursula's James Bond? No. Yeah, well, they, yeah. Woody Allen is James Bond. Nice. <laughs> my, my doctor says I can't have bullets enter my body. They're going to execute him. <laughs> this, actually, watch, watch this. this looks amazing. Watch, watch. This looks pretty good. James Bond. I just thought they're, they're like, <laughs> he's James Bond. No, he's James Bond. We might shut this off. We might get hurt. You got to knock yeah. it off. You're we might get off. banged. Yeah, we might get banged. <laughs> so guess, Ooh, it's, a, it's a trailer, so we should be able to play a trailer, right? I think so. Yeah, so it's not the movie. It's just a trailer. So here's the thing. Just so you guys know, um, you had that's so you had the the one that was a black and white document. Not a, a, yeah, I think the Roger Moore was in a James Bond. No, the first Royale. the first one the first one was not the same concept. It was Casino Royale. They were, you know because the whole thing about uh, gambling and everything, but it was more like a detective movie, and it was just an hour long. Then you had this one, which was a goof on that one. And they were goofing on the, the, the you know, uh, the James Bond uh, so thing. Like, they uh, they probably were given, they were given a, 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 the right to do it. You ever see the scary, like, scary movie? Yeah, or, like, yeah, the yeah, funny, yeah. scary movies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, the one here, I like the music here. So the music was... was I can't tell if he actually is just agreeing. Neither do no, I. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. But the movie here, that's <laughs> yeah, my... You'll yeah. never know. You'll never know. The movie... <laughs> I think I know now. I can, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty... But the movie, <laughs> what I like about the music, it was done by... Um, by uh, Get the camera off me. Uh, what was his <laughs> name? Uh, 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 T. Wanna Brass. Uh, what was mm -hmm. his name? Uh, it's it's really good. I like I like that. I'll tell you another. That that was a good one. See, you guys don't realize that, but but the Mission Impossible wasn't series to begin with. The other one, I don't know if you ever watched the series Heat and Night, which was a never was, heard of it. Okay, but there was initial movie, and that's a great movie to watch. There's a really good one. I can go on and on about you know the movies. I'll tell you another great movie while we're on it, just to throw it. Think about it, is is it's called um, to die, to live and die in L.A. and that whole movie soundtrack was um, done by um, uh, what's on what's the name of the, the Queen? No, Kid no, Rock. No, no. Getting closer. Metallica. No, 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 no. Metallic era. No, Ch Chin Wan or Wan Chin. Chin Chong. No, no. Oh, that'd no, be no, funny no, too. No, no, it's a great movie. But anyway, so there you learn. You learn something about James Bond. You got to watch that movie. That one looks it, good. It's it's goofy. It's crazy. It's it's the weirdest movie you're ever gonna watch because once, once I saw Woody Allen going, hey, I, I don't need any bullets in my body. <laughs> That's when I was like, this is good. Yeah, yeah. They they what happened was that is that the director whoever was doing it got out of there and they brought another guy in. So it's like actually two different movies. Mm. It's dysfunctional, but it it, it it does great because it just it, it's it's funny. You know, it's got a great amount of really great actors in there. So. Anyway, uh, anything else? It it's about an hour. What do you think we do? We did pretty good, right? Anything else? So we talked about, uh, I was thinking the whole time you are talking about the squid, I was just thinking how much calamari you could get out of one of those giant squids. <laughs> <laughs> how much can you imagine? How many, how many tons like, of food? You could feed like a lot of people with that sucker. This man. whole table, just one... You can swirly, te yeah, fried tentacle. Yeah. Like you, gumbo. No, not gumbo. What is it? When the, the, the prawns or whatever, they just I, dump it on I, the plate. I, I tell you what, when I used to... Um, jambalaya, Jambalaya? Right? When I used to go fishing... Not for, southern. ...for tuna, we used to go out about 100 miles. I, I only did a few times, but when you're out there... But even when you go uh, like 30 miles out, there's squid all over the place at night, you know? So we'll be fishing at night, you know, and we'll be anchored up, 
and the squid will just float and buy. They glow, right? Or some, yeah, some, well, some, some of them. Do. You could you could scoop them up, and we would scoop them up, and you know you could you could put them on ice and you and you could eat them raw. I mean, it's like sushi. They're, they're, they're pretty good actually. But we used to catch them and eat them. I've seen a video. You kill them, and the color just like instantly leaves their body. Yeah, well, that's you know you know what's uh, you know what's uh, I tell you what uh, my 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 they my they're beautiful green. They they lose their color right after they die. You know they're beautiful fish, and uh, they're great eating too. Uh, man, that's really good. I caught, I've eat them fresh. Talk about you know good food. You eat them fresh, they taste differently. And that's another thing too. You talk about the fish here, and we talk about how things change. The like the stripers that we get here, you have to be careful. There's a lot of mercury in them. They're only they tell you only <coughs> eat like one or one a month or something. Wild wild salmon's actually the number one way to introduce microplastics into your diet. Mm. Wild salmon, yeah. Because yeah. they, they, they just eat anything. It's all screwed. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's the thing. We, you know, how much of this wall, like you, you have uh, that bottle of, of Poland Springs you have there. It's a plastic bottle. How we, much of that stuff got in your body now? And how, what did it do for you? I can only imagine. Anyway. Yeah, where's your, where's your, uh. Filter. Did uh, you filter? I was out. I don't know. I don't even know how I got it. To be honest, I was probably just all right. So listen, it. can we talk? Can you throw up the uh, lifeguard test? Because if anybody's listening to us, there's a lifeguard test this Saturday. Cash, if they Sunday. made it this far, they're probably lifeguards. I'm going to be honest. Well, let's, let's, we well, have, let's, we have never a test know. on Sunday at Tom's River Fitness at 2 p.m. Everybody, come out. Where is it at? You don't Tom's have the River thing. Fitness. Tom's River Fitness in Tom's River at and 12 o'clock. Yes. Also, uh, May 13th, Saturday, is the lifeguards off duty closed water preseason invitational. Ooh. Sign up. Big It's going to be dope. Get in touch with us. Email us. Go to our Eventbrite. All the information, you can find it on our Instagram. You can DM us. You can email us. We'll take anybody. We're happy to have anybody join us. We, it's going to be a really gotta, fun day. We got to work on these shirts, too. You know, we got to get them out. I got to find yeah, out. Yeah, shirts so are on the way. People keep asking me for shirts. So anyway, listen, if you want to get a hold of us, it's drcatchmar. Oh, there's your camera again. It's drcatchmar at iCloud.com. I don't know what's going on here. drcatchmar at iCloud.com. They're, they're playing you off. No, I got to fix that. The uh, producers are if, playing if you, you off. Need, if you need us, uh, they're all going on us. We're having problems here. Anyway, everybody, uh, let us uh, give us a call. Mm. Let us know what's going on. And thank you very much. Uh, anything you want to say? Uh, no? Like, follow, subscribe. Turn on notifications. Stay out. Stay, and alive. stay alive. Stay out and stay alive. Thank you very much. Take care.